what I would say is this would help solve some of the problem, but you have to understand that a lot of the debt for college, a student loan debt, is for private, for-profit schools and graduate schools. That's where a lot of the debt's racked up. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Thanks for joining us on the Money Night Podcast. I am Ben George alongside Wade Chessman for the first episode. We technically had one episode in the books, episode zero, we call it, a getting to know you episode about Wade and the, the business and this podcast. But this is the first time we're really diving into financial topics, retirement topics, and I'm looking forward to it. I bring on Wade now. Wade, how are you? I'm doing great, Ben. Doing great. What's uh, what's going on around the office? Anything new? Nothing too exciting. Business as usual. Just work, huh? Work, work, work. Work, work, work. I Not all you. work. We want to have fun too. Exactly. Well, we're going to have some fun today on this, this episode of The Money Night. We're going to run through a couple things. First, we're going to go into the news and get your reaction to a topic that's really kind of risen to the forefront of the debate season as we head into the next presidential election, and that is student loan debt and Mm -hmm. how to handle that. Should we forgive that completely? And everybody's kind of got a different take on that. So I'm going to get yours on that in just a minute. And then we'll also dive into the main topic, the main focus today, and that is planning for the third and fourth quarter. We're now in the second half of the year, and there's a lot of items that you can put on your checklist to really kind of take care of right now to prepare yourself for the end of the year and also kind of get you in good shape for next year when taxes roll around. So a lot to do on today's show. But before we get started, let me remind you about Wade and his business. He is the Certified Financial Planner and Certified Kingdom Advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. They're in the Dallas area with an office over on Rambler Road. You can find them online as well at ChessmanWealth.com and their phone number. In case you have any questions about this episode, want to get some feedback, some more information from Wade or set up an appointment, it's 214-572-2120. All right, Wade, let's jump into the news first. And I, okay. I, you know, this is a topic that I think has been really talked about no matter who you who speak with, young and old, everybody's kind of got a thought on this because it's really become a big economic impact on a lot of people, and that's going to college. So Bernie Sanders, you probably saw this, wants to forgive about $1.6 trillion of student loan debt, so nobody has any student loans at all anymore. And then Elizabeth Warren came out, she tweaked it a little bit and had it more focused on lower middle-income families getting that loan forgiveness. So it's about a third of the price tag of Sanders, but still pretty expensive. What do you think of these ideas, mm-hmm. good or bad? Well, I understand where it's coming from. I mean, it is a problem through counseling that I do at church and things like that. I run into people where this is a big issue for them. But what I would say is this would help solve some of the problem. But you have to understand that a lot of the debt for college, a student loan debt, is for private, for-profit schools and graduate schools. That's where a lot of the debt's racked up. And this does wouldn't address this at all. So although under Sanders' plan, it would wipe out a lot of debt, there'd still be a lot left and that would still continue to grow because I think the Department of Education said that you know much of the debt that's accrued is for private, for-profit schools, and it's also for graduate-level programs like uh, PhD, master's programs. So it's right. really not going to solve the problem necessarily right away anyway, then I have to get into, you know, how are we going to pay for all this? Yeah. Is this something that you see a lot with clients, at least not clients that are still paying off student loans necessarily, but clients that have children that they are working with to help pay off these loans and, and really having to put money towards that? Mm-hmm. I don't see it a lot with our clients because typically our clients are obviously a little bit more on the wealthy side and don't have this issue as much. But I do right. see this a lot just in helping people day to day. And 
so it is a real problem, but I'm not sure that just coming out and trying to eliminate it all is, is really going to solve it all for everyone. The other issue is, you know, we got to pay for it. We're $22 trillion in debt as a mm-hmm. country. Uh, Sanders is talking about a, another tax on financial transactions, which that sounds, hey, financial transactions, we'll just ri- tax the rich people. But in the end, a lot of these taxes come down and they float down to the average person. Right? You have 401ks, you have things that you're relying on to get you into retirement and other things, and they're going to tax those types of transactions. It's going to come down, affect just everyday people. I guess my biggest problem with this type of thing is, you know, why should Americans who perhaps skipped college and went straight to work to start businesses and families, you know, pay the, right. the student loan for someone who decided to go to a college maybe they shouldn't have gone to to begin with. It. Maybe they couldn't afford it. Or maybe someone who worked really hard in college, went to a junior college for a couple of years and you know, worked a couple of jobs. Why should they have to subsidize someone that didn't do any of those things? So I guess that's my biggest problem with it. Yeah, and those are all fair questions, too. And I think ones that the country is going to be asking over the next uh, year, year plus, and then on into the future as we try to sort this out. But uh, it is definitely a topic that's in the news, and I uh, appreciate your thoughts on that, Wade. So let's move into today's main topic, and it is planning in the third and fourth quarter. We're in the second half of the year, and there are several planning items you might want to run a quick checkup on, especially if you're a retiree or a pre-retiree, to make sure you're still on the right financial track. Are you focused on the right things? That's what we want to make sure you answer today. So I'm going to run through a number of items here, Wade, and you kind of let me know why these should be on your list and kind of what you're looking out for. So let's start with evaluating your IRA or your Roth contribution options. Yeah, definitely a big one to consider. This is a good time to look at how much have I made, how much have I contributed this year, or if I've contributed at all, and uh, what do I need to do to max those contributions out if possible. And for those of you doing the backdoor Roth, This is a great time to consider that as well, and that's a strategy that we use for people that may not be eligible to participate in a Roth because of income limitations or some other limitation. There's a way to make a Roth contribution through the back door. Not not everyone's doesn't make sense for everyone, but it's certainly worth examining. Okay. The next one is if we look ahead to tax season, it's you know always looming and right around the corner it seems. So opportunities right now really to look at charitable donations and maybe increase your tax deductions right now, right? Sure. It's a great time to be looking at that. You know, obviously we love, this is a big part of our practice. You know, we don't give money just for the charitable tax deduction, but if the government's going to give it to us, let's take it, right? Right. Let's take the maximum that we can get. This is a good time to look at, do I have appreciated assets that I can give this year? Is this an opportunity for those of you that are required to take your required minimum distribution out of your IRA and 401ks? Is this this an opportunity to do a qualified charitable deduction, you know, to give directly to the charity from my IRA distribution? And that's more important than it's ever been because of the new tax law changes. Many people are unable to itemize. And so they're not necessarily going to get credit for their charitable donations. So this is a way to get a tax write-off, if you will, through your IRA distributions directly to charity. So it's a good time to look at those types of things. Yeah, and that's a great uh, spot to use your financial advisor and really lean on that person to to help guide you through that process. And that's why we're Definitely. running through this, this checklist with you, Wade, and your team. Over at Chessman Wealth Strategies is perfect to help somebody Get set up for the rest of the year and into the future. So the third item on our to-do list today is offsetting your gains with losses in your investments. Sure. 
I mean, if you've got gains in your portfolio and then you also have losses, then it makes sense to at least examine, does it make sense to harvest some of those losses to offset the gains? Or even harvest losses, even if you don't have gains, but harvest losses so that you can use those losses in the future. Now, the idea is not to lose money, but right. there's if you've got a diversified portfolio, there's always going to be one or two things that are probably aren't doing as well as everything else. So the idea is if you can, if it makes sense within the portfolio to take some of those losses and buy something similar, then you can use those losses either now or in the future to offset gains. So it's a great way to just minimize your overall tax burden. Okay. The next item we have on our to-do list, and I think this one seems to be very important. I mean, this seems like it should be on your to-do list no matter what time of the year it is, but that's to really sit down with an advisor, create a plan, create a schedule to become debt-free if you don't already have one in place. Yeah, this is a great one. I mean, this, like you said, this is something that should be part of your plan no matter what time of the year, but good time to be thinking about is when you're doing everything else. And that is if you've gotten into some debt or you have an issue that maybe has come up throughout the year, what's my plan to alleviate that? How can I get to a position where I don't have that hanging over my head anymore? Obviously something you want to do all the time. And, you know, typically with our clients, this isn't really an issue, but it's still important to be cognizant of it. You know, you want to continue to make sure that you're, you know where your money's going so that you can make the wisest choices with it. Yeah, no question about that. Talking with Wade Chessman about our third and fourth quarter planning items, things that we need to have on our list to really get ahead and make sure we are exactly where we need to be and on track for retirement. And our, our fifth item on this list is rebalancing your portfolio. And this is something that you can really sit down with an advisor and, and sit down with you, Wade, on is to really rebalance and see where you are. See if you're diversified enough or if there needs to be any changes to your portfolio moving forward. Yeah, this is one I see a lot, you know, especially for people that have a 401k or maybe they had an, an old 401k that they rolled into an IRA and they just kind of left it there and they've not looked at it for years. It does make sense occasionally to rebalance that and to make sure that it's where you want it to be, that it's in line with your tolerance for risk, in line with your goals and objectives. And if you haven't looked at it in two years, three years, sometimes even longer, this is a great opportunity to take a look at that and make sure that it's in line with what you're trying to achieve. And one that I think that we don't really tend to think about a whole lot, it's not really top of mind, but how can we use this time of the year to really look at our health savings account and try to maximize that? Yeah, the health, I love the health savings account. To me, it's like it's really one of the best opportunities out there for those of you that are eligible. But it's also one of the most misunderstood and just a lot of people don't really understand what it's all about. We just did one of our recent uh, weekly commentaries. We talked about there was an article in there about it. But I would definitely, if you are a participant in an HSA or perhaps you have the ability to be one, this is a good time to think about, should I even be doing it? But let's say you already are in one. Great time, just like your IRA and your Roth. Have I done everything I can to max it out? Am I making the max contribution? Assuming that fits in with your budget. But to me, it's one of the best. Think of it like a healthcare IRA, right? Okay. All the money that goes into it is tax-free. And if you use it in the future for healthcare expenses, it can also come out tax-free. So what I urge people to do is, you know, use that as a tool and not just think of it as a, you know, kind of an afterthought, but really use that as a planning opportunity. And I think a lot of people just don't understand how it works. So something I really enjoy talking to people about. Yeah, that's great advice. And if you want to learn more about that or any of these items on our to-do list for the third and fourth quarter, you know, you should give way to call his team at Chessman Wealth Strategies. You can reach them at 214-572-2120. They are in the Dallas area, serving the Dallas area with an office over on Rambler Road. But you can also find them online at chessmanwealth.com. So, 
Wade, is there anything else that we missed on this to-do list, or do you think that about covers uh, what we need to be paying attention to? I think to? that's. I think if you can do those things, it's a great. You're going to be way ahead of the game, and you're moving in the right direction. So I think it's a good one, good list to work on. That's great. Well, we recommend everybody put these items to work for you and uh, finish the year on a high note and get off to a good start next year by doing these things here to finish out this year. Let me remind you about the podcast. It can be found on Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe. You can get new episodes delivered. You go back and listen to old episodes that you might have missed, or you can subscribe on any of the podcasting apps. We're on all of them. So whatever is your favorite, whatever you choose to use, make sure you subscribe to the Monday Night Podcast. That's going to do it for this episode. We look forward to talking to you next time. For Wade Chessman, I'm Ben George. You've been listening to the Monday Night Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Carson Partners, a division of CWM LLC, is a nationwide partnership of advisors. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.